Thanks for listening to the Gateway Live podcast, a collection of recent sermons, teaching, and inspirational content brought to you by Gateway Church of Upstate New York. Visit our website at gatewaylive.org for more information. Now, here's today's message. glad uh, that you've come here to celebrate with us today. I told the church, I said, bring somebody, I'm not going to yell at them. I promise. I lied. <laughs> this day is too important. I, I'm not going to yell. I'm just going to be emotionally forceful. But man, oh man, I want you to, I don't, you know, I, everybody's looking for this immediate change. I want to plant a seed this morning. This, this is too important. The reason that I feel uh, such a responsibility t- today is uh, the world around us, in case anybody hasn't been watching, it's kind of gone nuts. Anybody agree with that? It's a little bit, it's a little bit crazy. Uh, well, no, it's a lot crazy. And it's, it's gone, it seems like, you know, just uh, it, it, if you can imagine the first one in a canoe going down uh, that river just before Niagara Falls, you know, and, and upstream quite a ways, to, you know, the current's not too bad. You're just there lazily going along, maybe fishing. I don't know what they were doing. And, and in the distance, they heard the rumble. It's like, what's that? You know, and, and as, they, as they got closer to that noise, uh, the current picked up all the more and, and until pretty soon, the, you know, the, they see the mist and the, and the roar of this and man, if you don't prepare yourself ahead of time, get to shore. Well, we're, we're in a time of human history when things are picking up rapidly around us. And you say, well, it's just stuff. It's all happened before. Eh, this has never happened before, not like this, not, not like what we're going through. And I believe we're in, we're in, in a time, it's like, oh, are you, are you worried? No, I believe Jesus is coming back, Okay. The first time he came back to die for us, he's not going to die for us a second time. He's coming back to set up his kingdom, and I absolutely plan on being a part of it. All right? And so I, just a couple things, not yelling, just saying. All right? I don't know where your faith is, why you're here. We love having you here. Uh, we got a, some great events coming up, uh, coming up here. You know, you, you may be here because you're celebrating the resurrection, and we're glad for that. You may be here out of obligation. We're okay with that. <laughs> you may be here because you wanted to see me. I'm okay with that too. Probably not. But the idea, whatever brought you here today, you know, that's all right. I'm, I'm not, there's no judgment in that. But what I do sense is if you're here maybe once or twice or three times a year, I get one shot at this and I'm going to give you both barrels. Is that all right? Because this thing is too great. And, and we're in a time that's amazing where that current is picking up. And I can hear the rumble in the, in the, in, you know, off in the distance. And I'll tell you what, I want more than anything else is, is for you to understand the time we're in. And to at least have, uh, be able to critically think. We are just bombarded in our day with all kinds of information. So much so that it can drown out that still small voice that's able to save your soul. And so you're here today. I'm going to do my 
utmost by His Spirit to speak what God would have you hear. He wants you to hear something. So I'm going to read from um, John chapter 6 and verse number 60. Again, it's not, I'm not here just to, uh, you know, say, rah, rah, the resurrection. Okay? Uh, again, I believe with all of my heart that the resurrection of Jesus Christ is a fact. It's a historical fact. I remember when I was... Um, a while ago, much younger, but anyway, I was in the uh, trades, and I was working at this place, and uh, it was a museum, and the, the woman who showed me around, we got talking about, you know, faith, and, and uh, I was expressing my, you know, kind of witnessing whatever, and she said, yeah, well, I, I've, I've got a different take. She said, I, I believe the Scripture is filled with uh, our fables. In other words, like, Aesop's fables and all that. This is just Christian stories that bring good moral principles. And I'm like, oh my goodness. Are you kidding me? I, I, I didn't tell, I didn't go off on her. I wanted to, but it's like, there's some of you here that, uh, man, I don't know if you know the depth of the reality of what Jesus has done. Because, you know, when you put him alongside the Easter Bunny and, and, and everybody else, he kind of sometimes can get lost, right? But the reality of what we celebrate is the very fact with multiple witnesses that he rose from the dead. So I can just, uh, just I believe that. I hope you believe that because it's the very foundation of you going anywhere with him. And uh, so... I celebrate that every day of my life. I do. You know, and I'm thankful for a world that will say, okay, let's do, you know, let's do what we're doing today. But I celebrate it every day and that hope that he gives. So because of that, I'm going to do a little unorthodox uh, Easter Sunday service, but I'm going to preach it anyway. I'm reading from John chapter 6, verse 60 says, Therefore, when many of his disciples heard this, they said, this teaching is hard. Who can accept it? Jesus, knowing in himself that his disciples were complaining about this, asked them, does this offend you? Then what if I, you were, uh, and what if you were to observe the Son of Man ascending to where he was before? The Spirit is the one who gives life. The flesh doesn't help at all. The words, and here's what I want you to hear, the words that I've spoken to you are spirit and life. But there are some of you, uh, among you, who do not, or, or who don't believe. And for Jesus knew from the beginning those who would not believe and the one who would betray him. You know, there's nothing that gets by him. You know, he knows you completely as much as you might try to think you can hide. He knows you. And the reality of it is the shame and guilt that some of you carry continually. Uh, he is just desiring you to uh, uh, allow him to carry that for you. That's just, that's just who he is. The idea of, uh, uh, of the, the life that we're living and, and what Christ has provided for us. He says here, he says, the words that I've spoken to you are spirit and are life. And um, it, it, 
if you're going to live the life God intended you to, to live, it makes a difference who you're listening to. When you look at this event where Jesus uh, uh, had some hard things to say, how many, how many know there's some hard things that Jesus has to say? And some people, when there's hard things, in fact, when he, when he declared this to a multitude, he was, he was becoming very popular, had big crowds. And then he said some hard things, and the Scripture says that many of his disciples left. And then the ones that were closest to him, they got together and said, holy smokes, what do you do with this stuff? Hey, we're trying to create a worldwide ministry, and this guy's got to talk like this. And, uh, and Jesus knew it. He said, he said, uh, look, he said, does this offend you? We may do our best not to offend you here today. But God really, uh, when he speaks truth, he just, he just does it, right? Does he worry whether I'm offended at his truth or not? No. Just because you're offended doesn't change what's true, Right? There's a lot of people out there in the world that we live that they're offended about everything. I mean, my goodness, man, you, you, it's like you, you don't know who you're going to offend. And I, I got to tell you, Jesus doesn't care. It's not that he doesn't care because truth sometimes can be offensive. It can be. It can, truth has a way sometimes of cutting into our lives. But what I do know about him is any time that he speaks truth into my life, it's for me to be free. Right? It's us believing a lie that keeps us bound. So, so he says to them, he said, the, spirit, the word that I've uh, uh, spoken to you are spirit and life. The reality of it is uh, words are powerful things. And what you listen to and who you listen to, absolutely can, will dictate the direction of your life. So let me tell you this, and I realize I love you here once a year. Please believe me. I do. So I'm not saying this to, like, what's the matter with you? I'm just, I'm just telling you. Uh, I, I love seeing your face, uh, and, and uh, I lo- uh, love the opportunity to preach to you. But you, if you are in the mindset, well, I, church doesn't do anything for me, and I, you know, I don't like listening to preaching and whatever, 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 Get this, you are listening to preaching all the time. You, there are words being spoken to you in our culture and society. We are being bombarded by messages continually. And you think, well, I'm not going to shut the preacher off. Okay, that you can do that. But you're not going to shut off the spiritual world around us that's absolutely assaulting you and me Every single day. True or not true? And the the reality of it is, those words, so much of the world, so much of the culture around us, it's not life. It's not. It is a dark spirit. It brings depression and heartache and shame and hurt at the end of the day. They may say it's freedom, but at the end of the day, there is a conscience God has put in all of us. And man, oh man, it's why some in our culture, in our society, and you can hate me for this, but they are not happy unless everybody agrees with them. 
100%. They can't have one dissenting vote. One person that said, I don't agree with that. They're going to beat you up. You know why? Because their conscience says they're wrong. They know that it's wrong. And for some voice to say, oh, that's wrong, it's all of a sudden they're all in a turmoil. I'm going to tell you this, and I hope you can live the same way. You can come to me and say, I don't agree with the way you're living. And I'm going to say, okay, good for you. Let's go get a coffee. I don't know, whatever. I, but I don't need you to agree with me. I don't. And, and, the, and, and the reason why is because I, I, and I say this, honestly, I don't have it all. I don't, I don't know it all. I'm not here up, up here, oh, I got it. But what I do know is tr- this is true. Jesus has come to bring life and that more abundant. And somehow by his grace and goodness, I have tapped into that. And if you think it's a farce, well, good for you. Or do what you got to do. But I'm going to tell you what, I know spirit and life. And I know what it was to live without him for a period of time. And I'm going to tell you what, the, the witness of my life and so many others is the very thing that you need to stop long enough and listen to. So, you're here to do that. Way to go. But my, my point to you in all of this this morning, and I got a few more minutes, uh, is that you are listening to words constantly. You're hearing things. Do you know I wanted to see? There's a nice stretch of weather coming up, right? So I'm looking, and I click weather underground, right? Anybody use that app? That Yeah, I like it. And pops up this commercial that was absolutely, to me, so incredibly morally offensive. I'm like, What? How many times have you been assaulted you're watching a television show? Well, what's going on? They are preaching to you, folks. They're preaching through entertainment. They're preaching through sports. They're preaching through any the music industry. You say you're not going to listen to preaching. You're listening all the time. You're listening all the time. And the reality of it is, the stuff they're selling, the stuff they're pushing, it doesn't bring life. What I'm here to tell I'm not condemning anybody. I, I, it's not, I don't hate anybody. I am telling you that Jesus has come that you might have life. He died so that you didn't have, the, have to pay the penalty of sin in your life. And he rose from the dead to give us a hope that's eternal. That's not just some fable. That's the reality of the God that created everything. That's real. So, here's one more. Romans chapter 10, verse number 14. I'm just going to promote myself for just a minute here. It says, but how can they call on him they have not believed in? And how can they believe without hearing about him? And how can they hear without a preacher? 
I got something else, just real quick. You remember the day when uh, uh, th there is just a, a wholesale attack on anybody in authority in our culture? Police officers, you know, teachers. Used to be, man, I, you know, uh, when the teacher would discipline in me in school, um, I wasn't going to go home and tell mom and dad. Now it's like, oh, she looked at me wrong. My God, man. Anyway, I digress. All right, you know where that started? Remember, I don't know, 20, 30, 40, 50 years ago, it was the only ones that was acceptable. Man, preachers got a bad rap. I realize preachers are human beings, and some of them are bums. True or not true? There's nothing wrong with that. Some in your occupation are bums. True or not true? Okay, it's, it's, it's humanity, right? And so you, people slip in there and all kinds. And, and so, but it was, it was okay to make the preacher look like a jerk and like you didn't know nothing and, you know, uh, display all this carnality, all this other stuff. And it was just seemingly there and the, and the police were respected but and, and different ones were respected, but we have gone down a road where, that, that just keeps tumbling people in any place of authority. Why? Because they want to silence that voice. The preacher's a buffoon so that I can leave here and say, well, he's just a jerk. Well, I'm going to tell you something. There are some preachers that are called of God. And what I'm here to tell you this morning, the words that I am speaking our spirit and life. Okay? It's not just, oh, and we're here for a nice Sunday. Listen, you better listen. You better think about what's going on. We're in a time, we're in a time that things are changing so rapidly. You say, oh, what am I going to do? I've had the conversation just yesterday. Somebody, you know, was, was kind of going, oh, how come the world's changing so much? And I, and I, I should have, I didn't know. I said, because people aren't listening anymore. To what God has to say. They're listening to all kinds of things and become self-worshippers. But worshippers of God, not so much. And so, it says here, so I'm elevating the preacher this morning. He needs to be elevated a little bit higher. Why? Because if somebody's preaching the gospel, that is spirit and life. And how shall they hear without a preacher? And it says here, uh, and how can they preach unless they are sinned? It is written, how beautiful are the feet of those who announce the gospel of good things. But all did not obey the gospel, for Isaiah says, Lord, who has believed our message? So faith, listen to this, comes from what is heard. And what is heard comes through the message of Christ. So faith comes from what you hear. True? My way off base? So let me ask you this. Doubt comes from what you hear. You think you've made up your mind on all these things and all that, and it's Man, we are being just pumped full of stuff all around us. 
and, and the idea of faith in your life, it absolutely depends on what you listen to, what you allow your spirit to consume. You all right with this? I'm not pointing at anybody yet. But the reality of it is we're living in a time when information is all around us and everybody's ideas. And I'm here to tell you what, Jesus, the voice of God is not going to be the loudest in the room. It's a still, small voice, but when you turn towards it and you tune into it, it does bring spirit and life for those that will embrace it. So that's why I'm doing what I'm doing. Oh, no, this is your job. No, no, I could get other jobs. But the responsibility to preach the gospel, what a, what a blessing it is in my life to be called to do that. What a responsibility, but I realize I don't carry it on my own because God's word is spirit and life. And so somebody's going to hear it today, somebody, just a seed. The rest of you are going to go home and eat ham and pineapple, whatever you got going. And I, I love the celebration of all of it. But I'm here to tell you when you celebrate the resurrection of Jesus and you believe that, do you realize what you're saying? That somebody died and literally overcome the grave. That's pretty awesome. That's pretty crazy. If you believe that he died and rose from the dead, I'm going to tell you what you can also believe is he's coming back again. And he's going to be coming back for those that are looking for him. And so all I'm asking of you today, after I read one more scripture and close. 1 Corinthians chapter 1, verse 20, it says, Where is the philosopher? Where is the scholar? Where is the debater or the order of this age. Hasn't God made the wisdom, the world's wisdom foolish since? For since in God's wisdom the world did not know God through wisdom, God was pleased to save those who believe through the foolishness of the message preached. Another translation says, God chose the foolishness of preaching. Um, wouldn't it be great if I could call on some angelic being and he could come down here in a moment, stand here, and, you know, flame and fire and all of that. I bet that would get your attention. You think? Yeah. Like, whoa! But you know what? That wouldn't take faith. Faith comes by here. Faith comes by here. Without faith, it's impossible to please God. And so you're here today and you believe in the resurrection or you, or you might hope the resurrection is true. That's okay. And God forgive me if you feel any condemnation. I'm not trying to condemn anybody. But I want you to realize in the year that's ahead of you, if you want faith to be a part of your life, you've got to be careful who you listen to. You've got to be careful what you let pass your mind into your spirit. I'm not telling you that are here that you that this is the only place that you can hear a message of faith because certainly it is not. But man, you got to turn on in the man. If I if I could, I'd blare the sirens, 
turn on the bubble. We're in a, we're in a, we're in a different time, folks. And it's a time that if you, if you want to be uh, uh, in the right side of all of this, you're going to have to put yourself in a place where you will hear what God has to say. You know, if you can't make it here, we got online services. We got all kinds of things. There's other things out there. Be careful what you, you know, what you turn on. But the reality of it is, if you want to have faith in your life, you better start feeding that. You better start letting the foolishness of preaching affect you. Because I got to tell you what, there's a lot of other darkness that's preaching to us continually, even if, even if you're not looking for it. It's all around us. So there it is. Easter Sunday, 2023. I'm here to declare God is for you. He's for you. But he has an expectation that you turn toward him. And so my prayer this morning is that God, by any means, that his word would bust through your intellect and all your doubts and, and, and somehow faith would rise up in your heart. Because the spirit and life of these words are real. Just as real as he is. Stand with me this morning. We're going to sing another song. I'm so thankful to see so many of you. I'm so thankful for God's grace in my life and His grace being poured out in your life. Just as we sing, I'm, I want to pray a prayer and and as we sing, would you just lift your heart? If you've never allowed Jesus, you know, we're, saved, we're even saved by the words that we use. It says, if you confess with your mouth, what does that mean? It means that it's got to come out of your mouth. How many believe Jesus is Lord? If you've never believed that, if you've never really believed that, you know what, you need to, you need to just this morning as we're praying, as we're as we're singing, say, Jesus, I want you to be Lord of my life. I say that every single day. <laughs> I just didn't say it 40 years ago. I say, I say it right now, Lord Jesus. Come on, pray with me. Lord, I want you to be Lord of my life. Your purpose, your will is to bring spirit and life, just, just to bring peace and joy. God, and I am grateful for that today, and I speak it up on my friends and the families that are here, that everyone that would hear this word, God, would draw near to you and find that life that you have. Thank you for the resurrection. Thank you for the power of your spirit in our life. Thank you for the opportunity that we have even right now to turn towards you. I'm going to say this. As we sing, I don't care how wicked this world gets. It cannot prevent you from accessing Him. I don't care how bad you've been in your life. It doesn't prevent you from accessing Him. So this morning as we sing and we close out this service, I'm just wondering if you would 
Shut your eyes for a moment and let your spirit be lifted to him and see what he will do for you in the today, the coming weeks and months. In Jesus' name. Thanks for listening to this week's message. Be sure and subscribe to the podcast to be notified when new messages are released. And remember to visit gatewaylive.org for more information.